In today's show, I'm taking a look at the waiver wire players to add, players to drop, some flyers as well. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's a weird day, obviously Super Bowl Sunday, so the schedule of things will be a little bit different. You're getting your waiver wire show now. There'll be the standard recap show, which will come a lot earlier because the games are going to finish earlier. You won't have a pre-game show today, if those of you looking forward to that. Of course, the games have already all started by the time you listen to this anyway. Um, and what I will do is I will have a breakdown of the alleged, which at this point, the time you listen to this could be confirmed, Derek Rose trade. That will come on the Daily Recap Show. We'll start off the Daily Recap Show by talking about the Derrick Rose uh, trade to the New York Knicks. So we'll start the Recap Show by talking about that. We'll probably also throw some information about the Larry Nance injury in there as well, although I will talk about that in today's show. So let's talk about what I'm talking about in today's show. Remember, we changed the format of this show a little bit last week, and we start off with players to drop. You're trying to clear some space on your roster. In a nine-cat league, these guys, now, again, don't just go out and drop them willy-nilly. It's not how it works. It's just that if you need to create space, if you need to make a forward-thinking move, these guys can be dropped. Naz Reed, and it sounds stupid. Naz Reed just put up a career high yesterday. Scored, I think, 29 points. But when Carl Anthony Towns is coming back, he's just not going to play that much. He's going to play 15, 16 minutes a night. And while you want to bleed as much as you can out of the production from Reed, if there is someone out there sitting there in one of my yeah, must-roster sections that I do later on in this show, you make that switch every day. Reed gets dropped, and you add that must-roster player. Forget about missing one good game or three good games. Get another 40 good games out of that other guy. And that's how it goes for all of these players. Marvin Bagley, he's just not very good. And I understand that I am recording this while a Kings game is going on, and he could be out there making me look stupid. I don't have the box score open in front of me. But the general... Um, trajectory of Bagley's minutes in production would tell me to drop him. Yeah, this is no point in holding on. He has these one good games and he has seven or eight bad ones. And today might not even be a good one. Drop him. DeAndre Jordan. Uh, Norval Powell's in the rotation now. We don't know if that'll stick or if that's just because of Kevin Durant's absence. But Jordan can't even get you know, big minutes nearly any majority of nights. Uh, he can help you in field goal percentage and he can be an okay rebounder. So that's why you know, he's not just, oh my God, he's on your roster. That's disgusting. Drop him. It's more like it very much suits a particular roster and a particular need. And that's not for everybody. So therefore he's not must roster. Blake Griffin, unfortunately for Blake, he just looks cooked. I think he can go in all 12 teamers. And Rui Hachimura, you know, again, he like uh, Marvin Bagley, the Wizards are playing at the moment. Um, Rui could be putting up big games. He could be having a huge night. That doesn't change my long-term opinion on Hachimura. I do not think that he is a must-roster 12-team league guy. Um, and I'm just looking at the Wizards box score now. He is definitely not having a big night. Uh, and that just ties in. I just He is rostered in just far, far too many leagues for a bloke who is the 240th ranked player. He's the new Kyle Kuzma. You can drop him. 
Let's now look at the points leagues drops. Dunk Robinson. Realistically, he's a three-point specialist, and in standard Yahoo points leagues, that means nothing at all. He's solid enough as like a 170th ranked player, but a standard league has 156 roster spots, and he's rostered in far too many leagues. A guy that can be dropped. Larry Nance was trending towards a drop anyway, but now that we've heard he's got this uh, finger fracture and he's out four to six weeks, well, in that time, Kevin Love's going to return. Kevin Love's going to be the starting power forward, and Nance is going to come back, and he's going to play like 22 minutes a night. It was always going to be a stretch for him to play those 33 minutes a night when Love came back, but he had the advantage of being the starter, being entrenched and playing well and being a key part of their defense. And now I don't really see a scenario that Love comes in, starts, then Nance comes back in six weeks and Bickerstaff goes, sorry, Kev, you're back to the bench so Larry Nance can play 34 minutes. It just is not a scenario. Now, wild scenarios happen in the NBA all the time. I just don't see that as being something that's going to happen. We've already talked about Marvin Bagley. He's a points league drop. So is DeAndre Jordan. And the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my cock! I know people disagree with me on this one a lot. Man, how can you say Gallinari's a drop? He's so good. Then I also have people you know, lying in the other direction and saying, man, Gallinari hasn't been good since Denver. No one's rostering him now. And that's obviously cl- you know, clearly false as well because he was good last year, literally one year ago for the Thunder. Um, Gallinari's a drop in category leagues as well. But there just isn't a path for him to get 28 minutes a night unless they're just significantly limiting John Collins or DeAndre Hunter is out very, very, very long term. Gallinari is going to play 24 to 25 minutes. He can be a stream guy to help you occasionally for scoring, but I just don't trust the long-term value on a consistent basis. Let's have a look now at some short-term ads. Some of these will translate into to longer-term ones. Alex Len got the nod as the starting center, but of course, the worst coach, no, the second worst coach, maybe third worst coach, no, probably the second worst coach in the NBA, Scott Brooks, started him and played him eight minutes. So far, with like, what, eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter, I'm looking at this box score, and went to Robin Lopez for 21. So I still like adding Alex Len as a flyer, but I cannot understand anything Scott Brooks does. This team is horrendous. He is horrendous. He has been a bad coach for a very long time, and the decisions that get made defy logic. So add Len, see what happens next game, but obviously a horrible start to his starting tenure in Washington. I think Muxy Kleber is worth a look. Played big minutes last game, scored well. He can block shots. He can hit threes. He's available in tons of spots. I like adding him. Jay Sean Tate. Now, Tatey is going to be up and down, especially with the scoring. But the wild thing can contribute right across the board. He's going to have extra minutes, I would imagine, with the absence of um, Christian Wood. And then on games when Victor Oladipo sits and when John Wall sits and the Rockets have a back-to-back coming up this week, he has value. Alec Burks. Um... Hard to know exactly what the hell is going on with the Knicks, but Burks is trending back up at the moment. So you add him, you see what Tom Thibodeau does, you see what Tom Thibodeau does that makes no sense, and then you make moves based on that. And then Farton Will Barton, I think, is a nice nine-category ad as well, just to, just for the short term, because Gary Harris is out. Now, I, I, I don't think, and I've said this plenty of times, I do not think Barton is a long-term hold, and I would have dropped him weeks ago, months ago. But also, if he's on my waiver wire at the moment, I'd consider him a short-term ad 
Get maybe one or two games out of him and then don't hold on. So when I say someone's droppable and someone's a short-term ad, you might think those two things conflict, much like when I say someone's a buy low and then later on I say they're a sell high. Those things do not conflict and neither does me saying Barton is droppable and also a short-term ad. He's been droppable and he should have been on the wave wire all season. But when he's starting and playing 35 minutes and with an absence of Harris more specifically, yeah, Barton can just be that guy that you can stream in on those days and just see what happens over the next week. That's really about it. Next up for points league short-term ads, I have DeMarcus Cousins here. Now, of course, this is the same for categories, but the advanced metric we have, which ties more into category leagues, uh, he was rostered in the vast majority of those leagues already. He's not in the overall Yahoo roster metric, so that's why I've got him here. He has to be rostered in every single league uh, while Wood's out. Simple as that. Cody Zeller, absolute must-roster player. Don't know what we're doing, leaving him on the waiver wire, and we saw it again with another big game in that one against the Wizards. (sighs) Maximum Derek. People still don't get it. They still don't understand Derek White is a very, very good fantasy player and a very good real-life player. Again, I get questions. "Eh, Derek White or Alec Burks? Derek White or um, uh, Lonnie Walker? Uh, Derek White or Malik Monk? No, 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 no. The question is Derek White or... Jamal Murray, maybe? Like that's that's the level that White can get to. And it gets hidden because so much of his value comes from getting steals and blocks. But he's a he's a scorer, he can shoot, he can pass. I will maintain my 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 thought that he will be the best player on this Spurs team by the end of this uh, he would have if it wasn't for injuries, he would be this season, but by next year he's the best player on this team. Mason Plumley available in a lot of leagues. I'm not sure he's going to be that guy all year, but for now, yep, absolutely. And Cole Anthony's rostered in under 50% of Yahoo leagues. I don't know why. I don't know what the hesitation is. Add him. He's a must-add player in 12-team leagues and 10-team leagues. Same thing uh, in category league, in points leagues for 10-teamers. Yes, he's an ad. In category leagues, he's a must-add 12-team league guy. Deep league ads. Thomas Sadoransky. I tell you what, and I've told you this lots of times. Cody White. Kobe White, so I don't know why I Cody. Kobe White is not a starting point guard. He is a starting point guard by virtue of the fact that he is starting at point guard for the Bulls, but he is not an NBA caliber starting point guard. Billy Donovan is frustrated. I don't think he'll make the switch, but if he does, I'm not going to be completely surprised. Sadoransky's minutes push, is pushing up, and his minutes have been limited due to COVID. <clears throat> He's better than Garrett Temple. He's better than Ryan archer Jackano. If he plays 24 minutes off the bench, he can get you seven assists there already. And he's rostered in like 1% of advanced leagues. Every 14-team league should be adding Sadoransky. Talon Horton-Tucker in the rotation for the Lakers. Ahead of Matthews, ahead of Morris. Getting 20-plus a night. Nice 14-team league ad. Couple of Celtics. Uh, Peyton Pritchard and Carson Edwards. Edwards started the game on Sunday. I don't particularly like Edwards as a player. But if he's going to start with Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown out, there is short-term value now. The production from him has been, uh, how you say, piss poor in that first game. But maybe we can look at it. Pritchard, to me, is absolutely a guy that I'd prefer, although Pritchard has been worse than Edwards at halftime of that game. Uh, But they're they're guys that I would look at. And then Jalen Brunson in deeper leagues. Love what Brunson's doing, taking all of Trey Burke's minutes pretty much, 20-plus minutes off the bench, gets assists, he scores. He's an ad in, uh, in deeper leagues. This is the bit I love here, going through must-roster players. These are all players that I project to be top 100 players. And yes, it carries over. It's mainly categories, but it does carry over into points leagues. They are must-roster players who are rostered in under 85% of leagues. So in the vast majority of your leagues, these guys will be rostered. 
But obviously, in 15% or more of leagues, they are not. So don't ask questions. These are top 100 players. They must be rostered. The only time that you wouldn't consider these must roster is in eight-team leagues. And if you're in an eight-team league, please try to get into a larger one. Tyrese Halliburton, must roster. What are we doing? Why is he on the waiver wire? Maximum Derek White, I already ranted about that bullshit. Paul Washington Jr., must roster player. Make sure he's not on the wire. Evan Fournier. I don't know how many more indications you need that this guy is just going to handle so much of the offensive load, giggity, for the Magic. Where is it? Giggity! He needs to be there. Draymond Green. I know it's been frustrating. Can't leave him on the wire. Got to add him. The Pencil. Harrison Barnes. Barnesy! Now, just quick time out from what we're doing here. You know, I've been very critical of Barnes as a fantasy player in the past. Critical of the contract the Kings gave him. Critical of just him as a fantasy player. He just hasn't been good. But as I will always say, that when players improve, they deserve the credit. Now, Harrison Barnes is one of the best blokes in the entire NBA. Clarification for Americans. When I say best blokes, that doesn't mean that he's a good basketball player. It doesn't mean he's a bad basketball player. It means that he is a top guy. That is what good bloke means. If you're a good bloke, it means you are a very, very good person. You are an upstanding individual. You do a lot of work for others. You are unselfish. That is Harrison Barnes. He is one of the top blokes in the NBA. Him, Jalen Brown, there are others up there, but he is one of the best blokes in the NBA. And he has shown an improvement in his efficiency shooting the ball this year. His assist rate has almost doubled. His rebounds are up. He has taken it to a new level. Well done to the pencil. Unbelievable bloke and good fantasy player now. DeAndre Hunter. What is going on? Why is DeAndre Hunter on waiver wise? This is not just a statistical anomaly of the Yahoo metrics. Someone, multiple people, at least three people have made comments on YouTube or tweeted at me saying, hey, Josh, DeAndre Hunter was dropped in my league. Do I add him? What is going on in your leagues? I'm sorry, but I do not understand. Can you tell those people, if anyone in your league has dropped DeAndre Hunter, can you just get them to listen to this podcast? Now, I was very skeptical of DeAndre Hunter to begin this season. But if you're dropping him at this point in the year, you're just not paying attention. Malik Beasley's a must-roster player. Robert Covington's a must-roster player. Keldon Johnson, asterisk, for the time being, is a must-roster player. It's not trending in the right direction for Keldon, but for now, don't leave him on the wire. Al Horford, what's going on? This guy's a top 20 player over the last two weeks. Must-roster player. Cody Zeller, must-roster player. The Wiki, Chris Boucher, how on earth is he still... How is he on the waiver wire? I know it was frustrating. It's going to be a roller coaster up and down right. Must roster. Jordan Clarkson, Jesus Christ, must roster player. DeLon Wright, must roster player with this trade that is uh, allegedly going through, which I have... If you want to hear me bash the New York Knicks and Tom Thibodeau, tune into the Daily Recap Show. It's happening. Uh, DeLon Wright, must roster player. Let's have a look at some popular ads now. Kendrick Nunn, like adding him for the short term. Um, no Goran Dragic, no Avery Bradley. He's in the rotation. He actually got a start today. Uh, love rostering him at the moment. And he's, he's playing at a higher level than last year. Patrick Williams, no Otto Porter, no Lowry Market. And Williams is stepping up and playing realistically at his best position, in my opinion, and that is at Powerford and playing well. Love him. Alex Len, popular ad. Makes sense. Scott Brooks doesn't. Still hold him. Alfred Payton, I... Yeah, I'm not for that one. Yeah, he's played well the last two games, but the Derek Rose thing, what is Thibodeau going to do? Let's see. Thibodeau's got the option to remove Emmanuel quickly or Alfred Payton from the rotation. Which one do you think it's going to be? 
Uh, it's a good question, but regardless, Rose is cutting into Peyton's time because uh, Thibodeau will not be as cavalier with Derek Rose's minutes. As you say it is Peyton and quickly, and Peyton still uh, sorry Peyton and Rose, and Peyton still starts. Do you think that um, Thibodeau is going to say, Derek, you're on the quickly diet now, 13 minutes while Peyton plays 35? There is zero chance that's happening. And Hassan Whiteside is a popular ad for some reason. The world. I guess it's because he had four blocks in his last game. Uh, I believe the Kings are currently on court at the moment as well. Um, well, well the, yeah, the game's just about to start, so I'm not sure how that's going for them on Sunday, but we'll talk about that in the recap show. I don't think that Whiteside is anything more than a stream specialist. Let's look at the hot players at the moment. None's at the top there. These are all guys that are in the top 100 who are rostered in under 50% of leagues. None. Toscano Anderson. Yep, great short-term ad. Love what he's currently doing. Josh Jackson. must. I think he's a must roster in points leagues. I think he's got some 12-team upside in category leagues as well. I am have no problem with rostering him at the moment with how he's playing. Um, yeah, and I think it even helps that Derek Rose is being traded. Although, let's be honest, Rose has been terrible for the Pistons. Derek Favors is up in that top 100. I don't see any reason why you'd want to roster him. And Alex Len, a name that I've discussed uh, ad nauseum. Let's take a look at some flyers. Teo Maladon, I think, should be rostered in every league. Starting at the moment, the numbers aren't blowing you away, but let's let him get comfortable. I do not think that he cedes this starting point guard job to George Hill when he returns. Isaiah Stewart, that's a stash one. Just waiting for him to... The the talk out of Detroit, it's not consistent with the actions, but the talk out of Detroit is we're going to give more minutes to our youngsters. And Dwayne Casey, to him, that means, well, we'll just stop playing Sadiq Bey, Svi Luke, and Sekou Dumbaya. We'll just stop playing them. That's his idea. We've got to give them more minutes. Um, Stewart has consistently, you know, he took over that backup center role very early on. He's not giving it up. Are they going to trade Mason Plumley? It would make absolutely zero sense considering they just signed him, but could it go to a 24-24 split? Absolutely. So just watch Stewart. Dennis Smith Jr. I've got in here because he goes from not playing at all and he's going to go into the backup point guard role. Now, there's no doubt about that. He is going to be the backup point guard in Detroit. I was big on Dennis Smith coming into the draft. And I was massively wrong. He's been terrible. But he is going to play now. DeLon Wright is not really a point guard. If Smith shows anything, and we know that Casey's got no problems with uh, off-court ship blokes getting minutes, shout out to Josh Jackson. So if Smith plays well, you never know. You probably do know, but you never know. Desmond Bain, shooting 51% from three. He is better than Dylan Brooks and Grayson Allen. I could make an argument he's better than De'Anthony Melton and Tyus Jones, perhaps. He should be their starting shooting guard, and he should play 30 minutes a night. It might not happen until April. It might not happen at all. But he's a flyer to have a look at and to hold on to. And Jaden McDaniels in Minnesota. Jared Vanderbilt starting. I think McDaniels might be playing better than him. Josh Okogie, terrible. Juancho Hernan Gomez, terrible. Jake Lehman, not good. McDaniels has a chance to start later on this season. I'd be watching him, and that's why he is a flyer. Guys, that'll do it for my Waiver Wire show. Don't forget, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Give me a thumbs up, leave a comment, hit the notification bell. There'll be some shows coming at you thick and fast today, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. See ya.